0: And welcome or welcome back to Morning Cup of Controversy. My name's Ryan. My name's Sarah.
1: I'm John.
0: And today we are going to be talking about technology dependency. Okay, so I know um, me and Sarah have another elephant in the room to address. Yes, we have another co-host and his name is John. Um, I was recommended to speak to him by somebody because he sounded like Seth Rogen That's literally what they said. So, um, hello, John. Hi. Hi.
1: You actually get it all the time. I'm John, thirty one single looking for love. And yeah, I, someone said something about, hey, my friend started a podcast. so I was like, oh, never done that before. I've always thought about it. Never really wanted to do it by myself though.
0: Yep, which is why Sarah and John are here. So, you know, we're all in this together now. You guys are going to have to just suck it up and deal with all of us. And, suck it. Um, Sarah's apparently the aggressive co-host today. So, um, let's move into our question <laughs> of the week, like always. So, last week's question of the week. What's your motivation to get out of bed every day and take care of your responsibilities? I think it was worded a little bit differently, but... We didn't have anybody um let us know their answer in the mm-hmm. community, and we would really love to see you guys um participate more y'all just interacting a bit.
2: interacting with us we want to you know. know what we want to know what y'all want we want to hear your voices speak up y'all
0: yes, and we want to be able to shout you guys out in the episodes mm-hmm. in this section. We literally have a section dedicated to talking about what the community says yes. to our question of the week so. Please don't forget that under the episodes on Spotify every week, you can scroll down and check our question of the week and let us know what your answer is. Since we have a new co-host, John. Yes, ma'am. What is your answer to the last week's question of the week?
1: So really, I'm a a I'm basic guy. Like, just pay my bills and, you know, have a little bit of fun. Be able to pay for all the streaming services that I use. <laughs> Basically, so I don't have to go outside of the house.
0: <laughs> That's fair. I, I go outside
1: of the house, so I don't have to go outside of the house.
0: <laughs> yeah, I go outside the house as little as I possibly can. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I, I think I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, is, do you think there's a specific reason why you're like that? Because I think that we both said, like... We talked about being happy and, like, wanting to, you know, just fulfill our dreams and, like, our wishes or whatever. Do you think that there's a specific reason why you're just, like, more of a homebody?
1: There are a few things I would really love to do. I told y'all I would love to go to Japan, you know. just The culture there is so, so specific. Like, I really love it. Over hundreds of years, you know, nothing really changed there. And it's completely different from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But as far as you get everything you need at home, any kind of entertainment you want, any type of movie, anime, whatever, just is on some kind of streaming service. So besides hanging out with friends, which I do love to do, besides that, you know, just what's really the point of going out of the house anymore?
0: That's fair. I mean, nine times out of ten, you're going to run into some dumbass on the street, so you might as well just mind your own business. <laughs> or you're just spending money. Yeah. That you don't that have. That is
1: also a major thing for me. Yeah. Yes, I love to go out, but it costs a good bit of money nowadays.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: For an hour of fun, it's a hundred bucks. Gone.
2: Basically. Uh, going out to eat is like 80 bucks just for one person, maybe two.
1: Say, if you go to, yes, nice fancy place, yeah. When I was growing up, my aunt had a little bit of land, and she had four-wheelers, go-karts, you know. Now you pay $25 for like 15 minutes of a go-kart. I will say, those go-karts go a hell of a lot faster than the ones I rode did, but...
0: Yeah, those tracks are crazy nowadays. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They got some intense stuff.
1: Something less fun about being inside...
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: On a specific track, you know, and right, my have just had a little bit of land. You go wherever you wanted, drive over this rock and over this hill. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had a cousin that she she was married to this guy at one point who had four wheelers and they lived on right literally right on next to this like big dirt road and he took me and my sisters out one by one one day literally just down like a mile down the dirt road and back and it was the coolest thing ever like it's it's so fun to like get out and do stuff but like you said nowadays you got to pay hundreds of dollars to go get to go rent a go-kart for an hour you know and so like those things just aren't as easily accessible anymore yeah so i get where you're coming from with that
1: area we're in is really building up as well so Mm -hmm. there's not nearly as many places close enough where you can just go ride dirt bikes or four-wheelers anymore
0: yeah well let's go ahead and take that as a a non-existent segue and just move into the fact that this week we asked john to pick a question of the week since he was new we just made him do the hardest task involved with this podcast so what was your question of the week that you chose
1: i had a few i was thinking about you know while we were talking and everything but really how has anime just become more mainstream mainly the difference between men and women because for men i know it has become way more mainstream way more cool to have goku tattooed on your arm you know when I was growing up, that was still shunned upon a little bit. Right. You know, people weren't really into it, but I've always been into it, always loved it, and will probably love it till the day I die.
0: Yeah. For me, personally, I, we kind of talked about this too, I've gotten into, like, the beginning of a handful of different really, really popular and good and long series of animes that like if I were to just sit down and watch them I could watch them for days and weeks because there's just that many episodes out but there's just something about it for me personally that I just doesn't hold my attention and it could be like a similar situation to like books where like you're just not reading the right book like what you said earlier you're not watching the right anime.
1: There's an anime for everyone.
0: Yeah and I'm sure like there's a, there's a good one out there and Nick my fiance's told me many times <laughs> He's told me many times that, um, like, you know, there's other animes that I could watch that I would probably like that don't have all these fighting scenes and stuff, but that's just where it is. That's
2: just, like, my personal opinion on anime, but what about you, Sarah? Personally, um, I I do like anime. I'm not crazy about it. I'm more into, like, apparently um, some obscure animes that most people have, like, never heard about, because every time I mention the ones that I like, no one seems to freaking hear about them. But anyway, Mm -hmm. they're usually, like, girls in frilly, gothic, Victorian dresses that, you
1: know, are, you know... That is normally the ones I don't really watch. Right. It's... Which... I try to watch all sorts of animes, but I tend to not just pop those up.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine you of all people would be watching, you know... That's literally the definition, of A girl, like too. a small girl in a frilly Victorian dress that's, like, <laughs> super mean. I go more
1: for action, adventure right. type things. And,
2: like, su- with, like, supernatural undertones or, like, paranormal undertones or, like, again, like I said, gothic sort of. Yeah, that's what I'm into. But there's That's also not the definition of like an anime for everybody. Right. You know, like you have the
0: a- the action ones and you have like the Victorian gothic mm-hmm. girl ones. I and
2: haven't found mine yet. But yeah, and there's I feel like there's not there's quite a few of them, but there's also not that many options out there. For
1: there's them. a lot of them that just cut and paste, but it's a different story.
2: Yeah. And it gets boring after a while. So I'm like, mm, no, nah, not into it. Maybe that's what it is for me, that the storyline just isn't
0: developing like the sh- like the shows and the movies that I'm used to watching, you know.
1: A movie's like an hour and a half long, so they pull you into the story real quick. Mm-hmm. Some of the animes take a... Uh six seven episodes until you're really hooked on it
0: and i feel like they put a lot of filler episodes in anime too
1: yes especially the action
0: ones you know like they want to put a funny episode here and there to make goku look like a funny guy (laughs) but or like to make naruto and sasuke look like they kind of like each other but they kind of hate each other you know just to kind of drive the story a little bit but more just like background stuff and i think that kind of also is like I just watched this whole episode for what like it didn't drive the storyline yep. at all, yep. you know
1: a lot of the longer running animes will do that because they just they can just progress the story, put a little more detail into it and everything, but it's a lot easier for them to produce it by just throwing a filler episode in that they've already made, and
0: right, that's fair. Yeah, so you guys definitely got to help me find the right animes for me. Yeah, but, um, we just have to figure out what you like.
1: I've made a list for my roommates of the top, like, 30 animes they should watch, and they're working their way through it.
0: I need to. I need to just set my mind to it. Sit down and watch them. Put them on while I'm crocheting or something, <laughs> you know? But um, I'm gonna get
2: you to watch my favorite one.
0: Yeah, you just got to send me a list, too.
2: No, you're going
0: to watch it with me. Oh, okay. okay. There we go. Force her to watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to force her to watch it. That's what it. she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, you guys let us know uh, how you guys feel about the question of the week. Um, Again, it was, how has anime become more mainstream, specifically for men and women? So let us know how you feel like um, anime has come into the more mainstream in your life or maybe in your culture or in your community because... You know in Texas it might be a little bit different or in our area it might be a little bit different than people who live in California or New York or you know the other parts of the country so and we also have a lot of listeners in other other countries so you know you guys let us know what anime is like in your country and what kind of um, how that's been like perceived in society um, over the years for y'all Right. yeah but let's go ahead and move on to our topic of the week Alright, our topic of the week. Like I I said earlier, um, we're going to be talking about technology dependency today in a lot of different ways. So first of all, you know, technology addiction is such a big deal today. So the straight up basic questions at the beginning when I talk about my topics. Why is technology so addicting? According to Ud says technology is addictive because it can quickly and efficiently fulfill basic needs of stimulation interaction change in environment and distraction while technology addiction falls into the category of compulsive behavior scientific research shows that being addicted to technology can affect one's brain and cognitive health much like substance addictions and um also, yeah, they created something called nomophobia because of how widespread the um, problem with technology addiction was. So I will go ahead and pass it to John. I know you were doing some research into the you know, the beginnings of technology um, and the effects of it with humans. So. so
1: the first microchip came out, I want to say it was 58. And a couple guys had actually come out with the first microchip. Really jump-started the technology in this country.
0: What was the purpose of it when they came out with it? Did you did you find out?
1: I was looking into that
0: because it's really interesting. Like, why would they even find like what was the need to come out with a micro-trip in 1958? Ah, you know,
1: just to reduce the cost of electronic functions. So hmm. computers nowadays read ones and zeros, on and off, on and off. And they do it so fast, thousands of times a second, if not more. But back in the day, it was mechanical. So you had a switch that moved back and forth, on and off, which parts wear out, parts go bad, and electronics last a lot longer. Between mechanical and just trying to advance technology really did come into a massive massive role that people don't even realize
0: and it was basically at that time it was literally just to create a more effective way to do this to run the computers or to run the technology that they actually had at the time
1: if you think about it like cars nowadays have so many chips in them
0: mm.
1: even 20 years ago 30 years ago there were only a few different computers in each car just to make fuel, efficiently, fuel efficiency better, to get every little bit that you could out of the gas that you have. And nowadays, we're so advanced, we're pushing the limits of it. We're getting the most we can out of it. Like a four-cylinder car nowadays can make 600 horsepower. Not that unheard of and in the 50s they had like 16 horsepower, 20 horsepower like that was pushing the limits of their technology mm-hmm. without any kind of microchips. So it really does, I want to say just push humanity to become better.
0: Until modern society,
1: yeah, <laughs> when yeah, when the addiction kicks in, that's when it's starting to go a little bit downhill. It's like I see it as an up and down trend on a graph.
2: Yeah, cuz like where do you stop eventually? You're just going to want to keep going, keep seeking that like next entertainment.
0: Right. Literally at your hands.
1: Just the immediate never satisfaction. Good enough. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Um I think one thing that comes with that is like the and that, that ties back to the no nomophobia, which is literally broken down no mobile phone phobia. Like that's why they created it. Like people, apparently, eight um, or eighty-five percent of American adults can't spend a day without going online. And let's just think about that for a second. It says eighty-five percent of of American adults, right? Hmm. I feel like probably half of those people are at a point in their life where they really only use the internet to search for something. Like they just need to look for something.
1: A recipe for dinner. Yeah,
0: or they need to go, like, the GPS to get to and from, like, a meeting or something like that. Or dinner or, you know, family's house, whatever. Take that away. And even that, like, small percentage of adults who literally only use technology for the the necessary things, like, they're still going to struggle. Like, even those people who only use it for the bare minimums, they're still completely dependent on the technology. What are you
2: left with? Like, think back to like a hundred years, I, I don't even know, like years ago when we didn't have maps, GPS, to get from like point well, A to maps. point B. We, well, we had maps. but we, <laughs> didn't,
1: we didn't have MapQuest even. We didn't
2: have map. We had we didn't have GPS. We didn't have Google Maps. We didn't have Google Maps, <laughs> which is Y'all like
1: MapQuest a, a
2: no. catastrophe in itself.
1: So MapQuest, you literally got on there, typed where you wanted to go you and where you were, and you had to print out
2: Oh a my page God. it's quite horrifying really i've literally <laughs> never heard of that that's yeah, that's no, really I my don't age like speaking it. no it
1: like the first major mapping
2: i huh. i was with someone an older lady who did it around me once and i was like whoa that's what map quest is <laughs> i was i was stunned man But anyways, yeah, no, like, think back to... I I don't even know how long ago. I was not alive.
1: I guess 70 years ago now. I'm
2: thinking 100 years ago, but it it, it wasn't that long ago, apparently. Before MapQuest, apparently. That, like, we didn't have technology. We didn't have a GPS to get from point A to point B. And think of me. I can't get to freaking Walmart, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> down the street maybe without the GPS like I am completely useless without my phone and I admit that because that we have become just dependent on technology so dependent on our phones for recipes, for to get anywhere for for survival
1: so when I was 15 I delivered pizzas and I literally had a book of maps of my area and I would go through, look at it, see where I needed to go. It would take me to the street, but it wouldn't give me the exact house. Hmm. But I was saving up so I could buy a basic GPS. They were out, I just didn't have the money for them. They were a little bit more expensive. Now it's all on your phone and everything nice and easy, but...
0: That's... It, it
1: really wasn't even that hard.
0: Right. But wow. But we're so spoiled these days... Oh, 100%. That imagine... Somebody, a couple years younger than me, trying to get around with first Give of all
1: a book with maps. I map don't
0: quest. know how to read a map. <laughs> that's what I'm I saying. I admit that. Like north, I don't know how to read a map. Do you? No. In you know what my mom taught me? What? North is wherever I'm facing. What? So <laughs> It's
1: the exact opposite of true.
0: <laughs> so that's how directionally like disabled I am. Like I literally. That's north. That's north. That's north. Like that's. <laughs> I don't know, I don't. I couldn't tell you I know
2: the sun rises in the east
1: Sets in the west
2: Sets in the west I thought it was So the I know that out. I can figure out my way by that that's, that's it That's all I know
1: That's all it really takes <clears throat> But you also have to be able to read a map
2: Yeah, nope, can't you, do that You
1: point the map north, you face north And you figure out where the hell you are And where the hell you need to go
2: How do you know where north
0: is If you don't have a compass?
1: So, the map you're looking at always faces north, <laughs> but then yeah, if it's high noon, you might be a little screwed, yeah, but the sun's directly no. above you. you might be you have
2: no idea where north is, like but you it's should right you there. should know which side
1: was... of the house the same sun came up off of, and
2: <laughs> no, because what if you're lost? you have no never idea never eat came soggy from. waffles never eat soggy waffles what? north,
1: east, southwest, never eat soggy waffles. I learned that in like first grade.
2: I
0: thought it was never eat soggy or slimy worms. It's all sorts (laughs) of different things.
2: Or soggy watermelon. Dude, I barely know my left from my right. Like, you're expecting way too much out of me. If you do the L with your fingers. Yes, I know that. (laughs) Like, the fact that that I'm 25 years old and still have to do that really hurts. I'm like, is that an L?
0: How do I write it? How do you sometimes I gotta literally like, get a pencil? Sometimes and like, I do
2: this, and I'm still like, wait, is they're, this they're the both L's? L's.
1: Which one's Right, backwards?
0: I'm like, literally, which
2: one's the right one?
1: A little bit of dyslexia in everyone.
0: Yeah, when it comes to directions, I feel like most people, especially because we're so privileged with technology,
1: we do depend a lot on technology today. Like you're saying, the addiction aspect of it. I wouldn't say I'm addicted I could survive Mm. but it's just so useful to use it getting here today I use my GPS instead of you instead of me calling and saying hey what are the directions to your house from given location (laughs) a common point we both know how do I get to where you are that's how it used to be even before that before phones you'd be at your house so you'd have to figure out a common point I couldn't just Call you and say, hey, I'm here. Where are you? Right. And if someone had to go to the bathroom, you know, and missed your call, you're pretty much screwed.
0: Um, I kind of want to talk about the addiction part of it a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. Um, there's actually um, a really interesting statistic that I'm, I'm looking at that says 50% of teenagers consider themselves addicted to their smartphones. The word addicted, like, the I think... It's kind of problematic that anybody would consider themselves addicted to anything, and then just be like, "Yeah, I'm addicted," and then like be okay Nonchalant. with it. Nonchalant. Yeah, like I'm addicted to my phone. It's totally fine. It's just a phone. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you were to look at the 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 signs of um, addiction to substance, they're very similar to the signs of being addicted to your phone. Inability to moderate or abstain from blank. For a specific or whatever amount of time. Pre- uh, preoccupation with thinking about using blank. Like, fill in the blank with either meth or technology. And it <laughs> works, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: And that's the problem. It's like the fact that teenagers, 50% of teenagers are like, yeah, I'm addicted. And then they're just totally fine with it. And then they continue to scroll on TikTok over. Phones
1: or video games even. just mm-hmm. Most games are online now. Mm-hmm. Even if you aren't playing with someone. You have to be online to play a game. I have two younger brothers, and both of them, I would say, are addicted to being online, technology, just have to communicate with someone constantly.
0: Yeah. Gaming addiction is actually the number one type of technology addiction.
2: Oh, yeah. I know so many people who have gaming addictions, and... I owe oh, you oh, a, little, a little bit just oh, a little buddy. bit There's, hey you know
1: you have to do daily like, things on on RuneScape i mean I, a, I
2: i understand <laughs> like it's a good kind of escape from your daily life but the pro- i think it becomes a problem when you start neglecting you know your relationships hey i'm
1: doing my laundry right now
2: you know and i'm proud of <laughs> you i'm in the middle of it but mm-hmm. like when you are, when you either have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse, and you don't spend time with them, or you neglect quality time with them to play games and talk to your friends and do all true of that addiction all the time right. every day. That's a problem because you're spending more time in a virtual world than you are in reality at that point. And
1: Very true. What's
2: what's the point? It's like you're neglecting the person who's actually there.
1: A lot of times people seek out other people who are also addicted to the same games or at least playing some kind of game. Yeah. You'd be sitting next to them sharing time together, but not actually playing together.
2: Mm-hmm. It's um, interesting because... I found that, like during during the re- the research that I was doing, they they consider gambling, oh yeah, a, um, an addiction like an an actual diagnosis
1: that win loss
2: yeah, sends but
1: chemicals through your brains. for some
2: reason, um, technology addiction is not it's just not considered a diagnosis yet, it doesn't quite meet the criteria yet but there are signs for it
0: yeah and that's why you see so many articles about technology addiction because it's so important to spread the awareness about it and the fact that like people who are addicted to technology have the same symptoms as people who are addicted to any other substance whether it be a physical substance alcohol gambling porn like all kinds of stuff it's all this it's all similar addiction is addiction whether it's whether it's any of those things I just listed, or your cell phone, or your laptop, or a game, you know, it's the, addiction
2: is addiction. The average person checks their phone 96 times a day. And you know what? I'm pretty guilty of that.
0: Yeah, my average is probably higher than that.
1: I'm definitely on the lower end of that spectrum. Are you
2: serious?
0: I
1: put my phone on do not disturb. Normally I'm at work, so I just mm-hmm. let music play all day. and I don't receive text notifications, calls, whatever. If you need me, call me at work. That's like, you know, life or death. Like, I don't need to check your TikTok you thought was funny 10 minutes ago. Like, I'll figure that out when I get home, turn it off, and see 50 notifications. And half of, the, half of those I just swipe away. I'm like, I don't need that, I don't need that, I don't need that.
2: See, but even though I'm getting, because I'm constantly getting notifications, and even if it's junk, I'm still like, oh, I got a nif- notification. Let See, me. Your so I- your
1: brain hears that sound and says, right. oh hey, oh hey, oh hey. It's a
2: dopamine response. Exactly, but yeah. I'm still like responding. I'm still reacting, so I'm like, I gotta get rid of this. I gotta get rid of this. But I'm constantly reacting to the phone and checking the phone, and I don't even know how many notifications I get a day. It's crazy.
0: In in the iPhones now, you can actually go and, like, look at your activity. And, like, when you go to screen time, you can see how many notifications you got versus how many times you picked up your phone, how many times you opened certain apps throughout the day.
1: Oh, wow. Like,
0: all that stuff. There's so many different analytics you can see about how often you're using your phone. And when Mm. you really look at it, it's like, oh, man. Mm. Like, at the beginning of the year this year, I was like, I really need to cut down my screen time because I noticed that, like, because i don't i don't work um i've just been going to school and doing my sie stuff and working on the podcast on the side so i don't like do a whole lot throughout the day i'll literally have like six to eight hours of screen time some days And that's me literally just like Popping back and forth between different apps Because I get bored on one so I go to another And then I go play Pokemon Go And then I go play Candy Crush Then I go check Facebook Then I go look at the different You know like it's just I'm just popping back and forth for no reason Trying
1: to find that dopamine
0: Yeah looking for Mm -hmm. something to stimulate me You know And then I'll I'll put YouTube on the TV for a couple minutes And then I get bored of whatever I'm watching And I pick up my phone again And start looking on my phone
1: People nowadays don't have the attention span they used to I saw no. a study a long time ago where on TV shows they would change the camera angle every 3 seconds mm-hmm. because that's all humans could really handle.
0: That's why YouTubers that's why YouTubers do stuff like that a lot. Like I just saw a video about how Logan Paul's editor like figured out the perfect like the perfect editing style or whatever cuz he literally does like those crazy looking jump cuts that are, you know, one second Jake Paul's like slapping somebody in the face And the next second he's like, lounging well, I'm by the pool saying something stupid And then the next second he's in the kitchen like playing with one I of his friends I saw a video
1: like that on Snapchat a couple days ago And it was just constantly just reaction, 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 reaction I was like, what the hell am I watching? I literally <laughs> turned off Snapchat I was like, okay, I'm done with this Like what the hell, it was too much for me
2: That does sound like too much I've, I've never seen his videos But the, okay. I would probably turn that shit off
0: Yeah, it's because it's for the people, like, you know, 10 to 15-year-olds who have that really, really short attention span, and they want that, like, short little goofy clips every five seconds. Goldfish
1: attention span.
0: Yeah, literally. But even as, like... Well, I was just gonna say, like, even as a 23-year-old, like, I still feel like I have that attention span. It's just, like, obviously, it's harder to, like, actually find something that entertains me at this point, you know?
2: Yeah, because I feel like I still have a goldfish attention span, but... The way I do do it is I'll usually, like, put on a show or start watching something that I think I'm going to be interested in, mm, start watching for a little bit, and then start literally browsing through TikTok or Reddit or sucked Instagram into that instead of or watching your something show else. and and then i'll be maybe maybe i'll look up at the screen for a few seconds and oh I'll okay that's it. going on nope i won't pause that's what i, I do i'm pause. like i'm gonna pause this because i think i want to watch this and then i go back to my phone and then i press play and i'm
0: an like an
1: hour later play if i <laughs>
2: think there's something really interesting going on and i'm like oh i don't want to miss this then i'll pause it and i'll go back to the phone and then once I see, like, the screensaver on the TV pop up, I'm like, okay, maybe I've been scrolling for too long. And then I'll go back to TV. But that's how it is. And then I realize, damn, I've been on the phone too long. I think maybe I should, like, maybe I have a problem.
1: Back, do in, I do anything back about in my it? day. No. <laughs> the oldest one here. I used to, in health class and history class, it was the same guy, but he let us listen to music while we worked. And I think that's really the start of being able to do two things at once. Do we all have ADD where, you know, we can focus on multiple things? Or is it more just we need something going on in the background to not pay attention to? We need something to ignore to focus more on one thing.
0: That's an interesting point because Mm. um, that reminds me of like bedtime for me. I can't go to sleep unless something's playing on the TV, like a podcast, or just some random show on Netflix, or like a sleep talk down video, or something like that. (laughs) girl. I have to have something going at night. I cannot sleep if it's silent in my room.
1: I've been back and forth on that.
2: So, I thought I completely understood what you were talking about, and then I slept over at your house, and... That was creepy as hell. Like hearing that on that TV. Oh, just random shit playing. Just on the TV. random shit playing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I was thinking
1: some horror documentary. That like was scary. and she, she I'm sliced hearing, his throat as you're going to sleep. Yeah,
2: I'm just hearing like someone whispering on the TV. <laughs> no, like, it's because of no. the sleep
0: talk down videos that I like to listen to. It's like, and now close your eyes and feel the sunny warmth coming
2: through your feet
0: <laughs> and it's like trying to put your body to sleep but for me I can't like go to sleep like it's just like I have to be hypnotized into sleep yeah because or, like,
2: homegirl is terrifying
0: you to sleep <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to go to sleep talking to stop listening to this. Yes.
0: I must be the only one who finds it soothing because Nick thinks it's weird too <laughs> like one like she literally will like make your whole body fall asleep like from your toes to your head right but at one point it's the demon <laughs> at one point she's like she'll be like feel it going through go rising through your pelvic area and nick is like no one night nick was like what is she talking about your what is she talking about your pelvic area
1: The whole kind of thing are you listening to <laughs> So, my cousin, I've had multiple families in, like, the Army, Marines, every, every branch, but they have a sequence to shut down your body, where you can be asleep in minutes. Like, five minutes, you're out. Because you have to sleep. hmm Like, 10, 15 minutes every few hours, you can just shut down your body, get 30, 45 minutes of sleep, and get back up to it. Which people today are not capable capable of. No. It takes me a couple hours to go to sleep.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think we got quite off topic.
0: <laughs>
1: Very off topic. Well,
2: what I was going to say about that is I put headphones in. My like earbuds in at night. And that's what I do. I listen to music.
1: That would annoy the fuck I out can't. of me with something in your ear. Yeah,
2: I couldn't do that. Because I sleep on my... Yeah, I couldn't do that.
1: Yeah, I'm always on my side. I,
2: I've gotten used to it. I don't know. That's fair. I mean... like, I sleep with the silk pillowcase, and, like, the pillows are so soft that it just, like...
1: Cushions it. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's like I feel nothing. Life goals. Too. It's great.
1: What I did really want to talk about was the cyberbullying.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> yes. Let me, let me mm. say something about that real quick. Um, That was the reason why I like I went through a lot of shit in middle school you know a lot of people struggle with that especially at a younger age because when that is
1: the age
0: yeah when you're younger you don't really like grasp the concept of like the things that I say actually do affect people in a major way even if it's like a little thing and there was this website called ask fm that was like really popular when I was in middle school and it was basically just like a place where you could post questions to some on somebody's page anonymously and people would say the most hateful things to me on there.
1: Oh um, yeah, and
0: it was horrible. And it's like, it's one thing to like be, um, like, the Twitter fingers, like posting some bullshit on Twitter nine times, like twenty four seven or whatever. But it's another thing to hide behind like anonymous and just be like a, a, a little bitch about it.
1: Why people <laughs> do that? Because they're anonymous. They're like, oh, I can't get caught. No one will figure out it's me. But like, just don't be a douche
0: literally the golden rule treat people how
2: you want to be treated <laughs> exactly and i mean there's just been so many recent cases of people committing like suicide for example from cyberbullying. it's just you don't want to be that person that causes someone to hurt themselves because of what you said mm-hmm. don't be that person Don't be Mm -hmm. shitty. Mm -hmm. It takes literally nothing for you to not, to just not type that sentence.
1: I've seen so many even just famous TikTokers, YouTubers that almost have a mental breakdown because of what people say about them.
2: I know. And I mean, I'm just thinking about celebrities too. Like just thinking about Selena Gomez recently who took that um, social media, media hiatus because of all of the fans and people going after her because of that whole drama with whatever. Like, why? Why does someone have to take a social media break because they're being bullied online by fans? That's ridiculous. I mean, I understand you're a public figure, and yes, you are prone to several things because of it, but it's still not okay.
1: So I understand, you know, people shouldn't do that, of course, but, When you're rich and famous, you know, you have to understand, you cannot take that personally.
2: Of course not.
1: Any bad... If I was rich and famous, I would take no negative anything. People say whatever they want about me. But if I know there are still plenty of people out there that like what I'm doing and enjoy what I do... Those are the people I'm going to focus on.
2: That's true. I feel like it's just when there's so many people coming at you and it's coming from thousands and thousands of people and you're seeing ev- yeah, there's everywhere nothing you can it's do that overwhelming point. yeah i mean gosh what do you do you're seeing it
1: a lot of people hire a online person to go through and check all their stuff and only allow the good stuff through
0: right yeah. but then you look like a bitch yeah for, very true you know like, what i mean oh you're censoring so, this and that yeah censorship and you know that kind of thing then it gets to that part so Kind of, um, you know, going back to just like cyberbullying with people who aren't famous. We did find a quote that said, according to, um, according to DoSomething.org, they said about 37% of young people between the ages of 12 and 17 have been bullied online, and 30% of them said that it's happened more than once. So, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a problem. Um, it's been something that I know specifically has been being addressed for years and years and years but the fact that it's still a problem means that whatever they're doing whatever people are doing about it isn't being done properly or well enough because obviously it's still going on like this was a quote from a article that was written very recently and so the fact that 37 percent of young people are still experiencing this on I'm, I'm assuming a daily or weekly basis. Like, that's just fucked up. I don't know what, what people can be doing differently about that other than, you know, teach your fucking kids, you know, to be nice
2: to people. <laughs> teach Th- your kids empathy. For real.
1: <laughs> I saw a while ago. Stop
2: being little shits.
1: <laughs> this one lady, her daughter committed suicide. Yeah. And she sued the parents of the daughter that was bullying her online. I'm pretty sure they won.
0: I would not be surprised.
1: Like, it is a serious problem. Yeah. And it transfers from, you know, back in the day before technology, you get bullied in school. Yeah. Now it's becoming a 24 hour, seven days a week ordeal because everyone is online. Mm -hmm. That is your life is online. Everything you do or say is recorded forever.
2: Right. And that's the other thing. How are you not aware of what your child is doing and saying online under your own roof like granted there are privacy and they are they they should have their own privacy but like our parents
1: didn't have the access we had to technology so they didn't live through it true now, yeah, so I feel like our generation, generation would be generation. better. Yeah,
0: our generation for
2: sure, for sure. But like current generations, like these kids, they're being raised with parents who do know technology. So I feel like that excuse runs out. So a even even
1: far. like my stepmom, she's. She knows technology, but she's not really into technology.
0: hmm. That's the same way with my mom. Like, well, my mom.
1: She can use a computer.
0: Yeah, she knows how, but she didn't have a phone until two years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she just didn't need one. She she doesn't work, so she she stays at home. So she didn't need, like, the GPS that we were talking about earlier. She didn't need to, like, look up recipes. She's an amazing cook already. You know, she doesn't need those things. She just kind of took care of herself. She and- learned
1: a bunch from her mom mm-hmm. and experimentation. You know, does this taste good with this? Yeah. Which, another dependence on technology. Yeah. The, word of mouth is not getting transferred down like it used to thousands of years ago hey don't eat this mushroom (laughs) don't eat this mushroom it will kill you nowadays people take a picture of mushroom and google it
2: yeah (laughs) and i feel like you you don't
1: need it but it helps a lot
2: i feel like that speaks a lot more to the loss in connection and like family and just community most too, definitely because you do definitely see that as well because mm-hmm. we don't have that as much like you said um she, your mom for example she was probably raised you know by her, her her mom who taught her all of those recipes and all of that and so she didn't find a need to have a phone or any of that but yeah she grew we up her whole
0: life without it and she never needed it. I didn't have a phone till I was in 8th grade, which is late for my age, you know, like most of the kids that were hey, my age. You were age, young and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the kids that were my age all had iPhones by the time we were in 5th grade. Yeah. Then there's me literally using uh, my PSP to get on <laughs> Facebook two days a week because I had to share it with my little sisters. Like, you know, it was so I I I appreciate the way my parents kind of taught me that I didn't need to have it for a long time. And... I've neglected it, I can say that much, because I've broken phones, like, over the years, I've done a lot of shit with my, like, I've had, like, 20, probably 20 different phones in in the period since I was, well, what was I, 15, 16, or 14 when I got that phone or something, like, my first phone, you know, so I've had about 10 years, 20 phones, definitely neglected it, definitely um, need to work on my screen time still, because <laughs> it's still pretty up there. But um
1: I think I've only had like six phones my entire life and it's only because they quit I did not break them
0: nice. or anything
1: they failed by themselves so I ended up getting a new phone
0: yeah you got you got your worth out of them Oh yeah
1: <laughs> I've had this phone for a few years I'll probably have it for a few years more until it stops working on me
0: That's how my dad is too me and my sisters like we grew up in the age of technology so we're like there's a new iPhone out, we need it, you know, we want to have it or whatever, my dad's like, this phone still works perfectly good, why do you need a new one, like, my dad had one of those little Blackberry phones, oh man,
1: those Blackberries, yeah,
0: till like, um, till like 2000, like 2010 or 11 or something, and then he got this little Palm phone that they only made like a hundred of them and sold them at this AT&T store in the colony, and he had it for years until it literally shit out on him, you know,
1: Yep. and then he upgraded
0: to the Galaxies.
1: Oh, that's a hell of an upgrade right there.
0: Yeah, well, that was the next that was the only thing out at that point cuz he had had the Palm phone for so long that all these new Androids and all that was coming out and so then by the time he got it was ready for a new one, it was either the iPhone 10 or the Galaxy <laughs> the first version of the Galaxy and he was like I like Android better, so he went with Android and he's stuck with that ever since. But, you know, it's one of those things where some people Grew up where, like you, you you're in the generation, Don. Where so I'm like
1: a half generation.
0: Right, but you did You like were old enough to like be around when phones were still like developing. Oh yeah. And you didn't have access to a, a you know, a nice iPhone when you were in school. So you. I knew was how around, to get around before,
1: yeah. Any kind of smartphone, no touchscreen, anything, mm-hmm. anything like that. I got like one of the first flip phones that had come out. And that was crazy, <laughs> the right razor? there.
2: I had it a razor. It was some
1: Sprint phone mm. just oh before gosh. the razor came out.
2: I had a razor in like fifth grade. It was my first phone, and I remember I was so excited.
0: I remember my friends having those little like key po- key back key. Those little keyboard uh, phones And I always thought they were so cool I never had one of those Because my first was like the f- One of the first Galaxy phones Or like the mm-hmm. Galaxy 3 or something like that But yeah,
1: yeah The struggle of having to hit the f- button Three times in a row <laughs> to,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, to get to thing. a letter that you want
1: I got <laughs> then, pretty good at texting in my pocket Not gonna lie Really? Oh yeah <laughs>
2: That's crazy Wow Yeah
0: you could
1: look at it You know Same. Probably some typos But
2: No, I got really good at texting, like, without having to see it. Mm -hmm. Oh, low-key, I missed it. Yeah. You just got so fast at it. Okay. Okay, you know what I do have to make a comment on? What's up? Please do. You people who decide that you want to use your phone and take videos of yourself and pictures while driving mm-hmm. y'all are disgusting <laughs> disgusting you heard it from sarah
0: guys don't text and drive don't do anything and drive that shit is disgusting for don't real.
1: do cocaine and drive
0: don't do cocaine and drive don't do addictions and drive no <laughs> basically is what we're saying i think it's is a good time to um segue into our guest of the week we're gonna have a friend called called we're gonna have Mm -hmm. a friend named Nabiha on to talk about the necessary part of the evil that is technology okay welcome back and we now have our guest Nabiha with us so say hello Nabiha
3: what's good y'all I'm Nabiha Yusuf um I work in tech sales so that's why I'm here and I'm also Ryan's oldest friend fun fact (laughs) I've known her since I was six years old.
0: <laughs> okay, now we're just going to jump right into um, some questions that we have for Nabiha.
1: The well, first, probably most important question is, what is the importance of technology with your job? How do you use it every day? You know, how it comes into play, contacting people, stuff like that.
3: Mm. So it's an interesting question because like, I sell technology, right? I sell software but at the same time, like, I use technology to do that every day, and, like, what my company does is it, like, it makes difficult technology easier to use, basically, is the easiest way to put it, but, like, um, there's really, really big companies within the business space that kind of monopolize on um, other companies, so, like, these companies like just to name them are like sap oracle like the big erp type companies they own like every business process within each department um so like your entire company's sense of truth is dictated by this one company and they've kind of acquired every other company that's tried to solve for problems that they cause and it comes to a point where like every comp- every department is good at what they do but because of the way that the technology is set up there's poor communication between those departments so like if you're in finance no matter how good you are at finance your systems aren't going to communicate properly with the systems of people in legal and no matter how good at they are at their jobs too. So there's still so much risk for your company and so many things that can go wrong, but also just things are done in such a manual way that it's a headache, it's taking up more time and more energy of people's jobs than actually like doing their jobs, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I've had quite a few jobs where it would be quicker to just go talk to someone than to type it up, write it up, whatever and send it over to them just because the technology yeah does not communicate well and it creates more frustration for everyone than anything
3: exactly exactly so like what my company is it's like it's a spend approval software it's it's in procurement so procurement's like the part of the company that dictates how you spend the money you spend and it makes sure that you're spending it in the right way that you're finding deals when you can but also just like that you get all the right approvals like within finance you need the right approvals for just compliance reasons to make sure you have the budget for it but in terms of security IT stuff you could potentially be putting your company at the risk of hackers for legal stuff like you could be paying contracts that you don't even realize that your company is responsible for if people aren't following the processes the right way and there's just so many things to follow that things fall into cracks and like that's why you see crazy things on the news, like really big companies going through like horror stories just because their systems don't communicate.
1: Yeah, the red tape is good and bad for mm-hmm. many reasons.
3: Absolutely. hundred percent. And like all the rules are necessary, right? Like in finance, like I'm, I'm, I have an accounting background. I work in tech now, but I, I come from an, an auditing, I come from an auditing background and like, everybody hates auditors but the whole point is like (laughs) we've had like we've had things in history where people will use company funds to like like it'll it's a way for them to commit fraud right like they're embezzling funds from companies and like if you don't audit things the right way there's ways people can do that and the way that the process is set up like you you the whole auditing itself is so manual because you literally like have to go through every single manual email and form to make sure that all the right things got approved. And there's like 20 to 50 emails and forms and everything for like each request being sent out. And it's, it's just a headache to communicate.
2: Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a lot. So why do you think that your company that what your company is doing is important when it comes to technology.
3: I think first of all it's important because it's automating things that are manual like to like I've been saying but that's important because people cause errors. People cause errors that technology doesn't. And I mean vice versa can be true too don't get me wrong, but like just in terms of data entry like mind numbingly boring things you're able to use your energy and your time to actually like innovate and actually make decisions that'll matter instead of just sitting there and like putting information into systems and talking to people that don't have anything to do with your job, you know?
2: That's fair. I know there's been so many times where I've sat there and just probably zoned out because I was so exhausted from looking at the screen. So I know I've probably made some errors.
3: (laughs) Exactly, and like, there's there's nothing you like. You people get tired. People are human, you know. Like, right. there's nothing wrong with having an error every once in a while. It's a human thing to do. But when you have a huge company and like you're responsible for other people's data and you're responsible for other people's money and like you have uh, people's social security numbers in your systems and things, like you have to make sure that all of that information is secure first of all, and also just that you're not like losing money from a company perspective too. You know.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Security does cost a lot of money oh
2: yeah
3: exactly mm-hmm.
1: and, it is and the most important thing for a customer as well
3: absolutely it's for the for the company itself like they don't want their own information getting out but more importantly the customers you know
0: and that kind of that kind of brings me to um, back to like some of the things that we've been talking about that are so harmful when it comes to technology so this, you know, this, you could take this in a personal way, or um, when it comes to your business, but if, if society wasn't using technology in ways that were so harmful, what do you think would be the biggest difference in society or in the world in general?
3: I feel like technology was meant to be something that, like, you use to innovate, to learn, to bring yourself further, right? And a lot of it is destructive at some points, like, social media was meant To kind of connect people and get ideas flowing, and make make it so that you could connect to somebody that you love like halfway across the world. But people just bully each other online, you know. Like people just hear about really shitty news halfway across the world that like shouldn't be happening, and like have opinions about it that hurt other people. And I mean, that's just coming from a personal perspective. And I don't know if you want me to go further into that, but like, I just I feel like nobody should be as connected. As they are now. There's all the bad things happening in the world. They have been happening for so long. And like, of course, things have gotten worse. But we've never had this kind of coverage before. And it's affecting mental health in ways that nobody really acknowledges.
1: The good and bad parts of technology there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You can talk to someone, you know, across the world and talk to them immediately. But you can also be bullied by someone any time of the day
2: and you also exactly. have to take it a step further and use it to like find people and find their addresses Stop and people, dox yeah. them and stalk them and it's it's scary exactly
3: exactly but even just from like a news perspective like you of course want to learn about what's going on in the world it's important to stay connected it's important to know like hey like this is going on in this country we should talk about it we should make sure like it's addressed we're helping them but when you see that horrible horrible stuff happening everywhere in the world every single day and then at the same time also hear people in your real life talking about how like it's that like that country is like shitty for political reasons and like saying things that might be ignorant to you like there's it just it's crazy to me how people can see people dying across the world and just become so insensitized to it like when Technology we it,
1: has to... really desensitized people to a lot of things yeah. because we see exactly. it so often
3: exactly like there's there's it's killing empathy is what it's doing. whether it's too much good news, too much bad news, too much like love you see on the internet, too much hate you see on the internet, like you just expect nothing, you know like nothing nothing feels like it matters anymore
2: like an overwhelming surge of all of the emotions all of the time
3: exactly
0: well Nabiha. <laughs> on a sad Sweet. note unfortunately but we really appreciate you coming on and um, sharing your advice and your opinions on these things um, mm. we wish you luck in your new job and um, hope that everything continues to go well it sounds like you guys are doing some really interesting things and um, hopeful things when it comes to technology so you guys keep it up thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank, you. thank
3: you absolutely okay. well thanks for having me and of course we will talk to you later
1: alright quote of this week is any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic by Arthur C. Clarke I really love that quote
0: yeah Sarah really liked that one too whenever
2: that was really nice it.
0: Yeah, I am trying i i feel like i always put quotes like all the quotes that i ever picked they were always like super um like what's the word like kind of like this one where it's like just really big words (laughs) and it's like one of those concepts where you kind of got to wrap your mind around it for a second before you can grasp it so it's basically saying like any technology that's like super advanced is basically magic
2: (laughs) but it makes sense because if you think about it you know To a basic human, like, back then, technology would have been magic. Yeah.
1: You can talk to someone on the other side of the world instantly. It's amazing. Yeah. How do you do that? Magic. It's hard to explain, so, yeah, you can't call it anything (laughs) but magic. Right.
0: Yeah, I like that. Thank you, John, for picking our quote of the week.
1: Yes, ma'am. All right, thank you guys so much for listening.
2: Check the description to find us on social media and a link containing all kinds of resources. And we
0: will talk to you next time. Bye! Bye. Sad life. <laughs> so, yes, shit. They're... Sarah, we're recording. <laughs> really ...high and then you do really low and you just do like your normal voice. I'll you... do me. Yeah, you just do you. Yeah, ready? I okay. do it all the time. All right. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.